I've become more flexible in my thinking as to my like expectations for my students. And I say that because not everything that I thought was important is still important. And I'm really looking and re-examining all of my old curriculum and my old philosophies and, you know, they're adapting. And I think that at the end of this, when school does return to a traditional model, I'm going to do things differently in the interest of my students. If you're looking to leave the nine to five and elevate your side hustle, the Hustle the Day podcast is the podcast for you. Your host, Trent Bray, left the nine to five grind behind and is helping others do the same and focus on the future. Hear from others who have done it and how they did it. Jump in as we talk entrepreneurship, mindset, and strategy. Just take it one day at a time and hustle the day. On this episode of the Hustle the Day podcast, I have Brittany Rincon on the show. Brittany is an educator, a podcast host, and she is teaching other teachers how to start their own podcast. Really interesting insight into the education system. You're going to want to listen to this one. Let's jump into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent. Super honored to have Dr. Brittany Rincon here today. Brittany, why don't you jump in? Tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Definitely. So hello, I am Brittany Rincon, and I am a fourth grade teacher from New Jersey. That is what I do by day. And I also am the host of the Teacher Leader Podcast. So after I finished my doctorate in curriculum instruction, I decided that I wanted to help teachers. And it was the middle of a global pandemic. So the way that we used to do that was no longer on the table. And I decided that podcasting would be my avenue of choice. So after launching my podcast, I now help teachers online to start and grow their own podcast. So that's a little bit about me and how I kind of got started in this, this hustle of my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. So what was it at that point where you said, you know what, I really need to be helping teachers. I mean, you're a teacher, your husband's a teacher. Where did this all come from where you're like, okay, I need to get this information out there. Yeah. So I had just finished my doctorate and my focus was on teacher education. So it was something I was already passionate about even before I kind of like went down this journey because I knew that I wanted to make a larger impact in education, but not necessarily take a more traditional route and become a principal. I really wanted to spend more of my time working with teachers because I feel like I can impact the students in my classroom by being a classroom teacher. But if I'm working with teachers, I can go and expand my reach that way. And that's really how I wanted to utilize my time. Um, and I know uh, there's so much education chats in my house, um, but I really wanted to reach more people. And one way of doing that would have been becoming a professor and teaching college courses and teacher education courses. Um, but I really found that the online community was a way that I can do that faster, more efficiently, and really meeting teachers where they are, especially now where your traditional programs no longer look the way they used to. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it kind of reminds me of the the adage of trading time for money. I mean, you're trading impact for time with being a principal. There's only so much you can do to make more of an impact. You have to be there more hours. Whereas with what you're doing right now, you're able to impact more teachers, which therefore impact more students. 
and you get to do it in an hour a week on a on a podcast. And so that's really awesome that you were able to kind of figure out how to make the biggest impact possible and still focus on your students and create that impact within the classroom as well. You you mentioned on another podcast, you know, teachers really think the their growth that they can make personally is vertical. You know, like you mentioned, a principal uh, going up to uh, an administrator, superintendent, whatever the case may be, what are some of the avenues that teachers can do to expand themselves and make more of that impact without going down that traditional route? Yeah, you know, I think it really starts with a mindset shift. Like you said, I think teachers look at it very vertical and they think that, well, if I feel like I'm ready to move on and do something on a greater you know, on a greater scale, the only way to do that is to go back to school and get an advanced degree and become a principal. And um, the way that I see it, there's so many things that you can now do online that wasn't possible years ago to still have the same, if not larger impact by, you know, selling resources to other teachers online, providing online professional development, coaching, starting online businesses. I've met a lot of teachers who are now doing um, educational consulting as their primary role. And they had to shift, right, when COVID happened. So now they're doing that mostly online as opposed to visiting schools. So there are, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And I think at this point, it's about being creative and finding, finding your area of expertise, right? So podcasting is one way of really reaching out more teachers, especially in your niche, because there's so many teachers who teach different things, right? Like I primarily teach in an elementary model. However, there's so many teachers who know much more than I do in different subject areas that I'm sure have a lot to provide as well. So it's really about, it's about looking at it from a different perspective and really having that mindset shift and then like kind of exploring and seeing what's already out there and what you can add, because I never think that there's like too many people doing one thing. I think your voice is always impactful and can add to what's already out there. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's one thing I had to get over personally with podcasting is it's like, who would want to listen to me? And first of all, they're not listening to me. They're listening to you. But (laughs) at the same time, I have to try and keep the conversation flowing. And it's like, why would anybody care that I have this? But the thing is, everybody's voice is individual. Everybody resonates with different people, everybody brings different energy levels. So they're, I really like that you have that abundant mindset where anybody can do this and they're going to hit their target audience because their tar- target audience resonates with them. I totally agree. It's true. I mean, think about right now, like if you pulled up your phone and looked at all of the podcasts and you listen to, I'm sure you listen to multiple people in the same niche right? It's just about the perspective and what they bring to the table. Like I know I definitely do. I have several teachers that do similar things, but they all have a different viewpoint. And I learn from each and every one of them in order to like guide my own perspective. Yeah. And you know what? It's completely true. I do have several, uh, several people I follow in the same niche and it honestly, it depends on my mood. It's like, okay, (laughs) I'm, it's like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling happy. I need, I need somebody to yell in my ear and tell me to keep going and you know, work on this. And then other days it's like, all right, I need something a little more mellow and same content, but you know, just a different approach. And so that, that really is true that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you, you understand this because a lot of people think their ways, the way there's no other way of doing it. You're obviously open that 
other people can do it other ways and it will work still in your favor because they're helping open up the world of teachers podcasting and in turn that will eventually draw more people into what you're doing. Definitely. It's true. There's, there's enough, right. There's enough room at this party for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you've, you've kind of mentioned everything that's changed. And personally, I think that 2020 has been a crazy year for a lot of pivots for people. And I feel like one profession that's had to deal with that the most is a teacher because I mean, the entire structure has changed and you're being asked to do more with less. What have been some of those changes that you've had to go through over this last year? Definitely. I think honestly, the hardest part was the beginning. And I say that because it happened so quickly. We were in school one day and we were not the next. And we had very limited time to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, at the time I had a four month old baby. I had just returned from maternity leave and I was back in my building for eight days before school shut down again. Yes. So it was a very quick (laughs) turnaround. Um, You know, and even though we had the summer to kind of get plans together and kind of figure out what it might look like, it was still just as challenging in September, Um, regardless of the model that your school is in, it's still a challenge. But I think some of the biggest pivots that have been successful for me in this model is that I've become more flexible in my thinking as to my like expectations for my students. And I say that because not everything that I thought was important is still important. And I'm really looking and re-examining all of my old curriculum and my old philosophies and, you know, they're adapting. And I think that at the end of this, when school does return to a traditional model, I'm going to do things differently in the interest of my students. And I, I'm, and I am excited about that. And um, I'm excited to see like what's here to stay and what's going to then kind of fade. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. That's, that's really interesting though, that it, you see it changing long-term. It's not going to go back to the way things were in the, your style of teaching at least. And so I, I think that is beneficial because you can see how people really react differently now. Whereas when you're in that traditional model, it's always been this way. You always have to teach this way. And now that everything's thrown out the window, I think it has really opened up people's eyes that you don't have to do it this way. So you have your podcast. Why is it that you feel that other teachers should be podcasters and how are you teaching them to be podcasters? Yeah. So It definitely goes back to my idea that there are alternatives to leadership and it's not just a vertical growth path for teachers. So I love podcasting as a route for teachers because in order to start a podcast, you don't have to have a certain degree or experience. It's something that you could jump into tomorrow in real, you know, in reality, you could start tomorrow and then using your voice in order to make a larger impact. So I believe that every single teacher is a leader and what they bring to the table is valuable. Even a teacher that's still in, in school and hasn't actually stepped foot into a classroom yet, they, their perspective is valuable and they have experiences as a student that are valuable. So I believe that we need to hear all of those perspectives as educators, because we often forget after a few years in the classroom, what it's like to be a new teacher. So the reason why I wanted to start helping teachers start podcasts um, is because 
they came very organically. Like I had started my podcast and I was getting a lot of questions. Like, how did you do that? And, you know, how does this work? How does the tech work? You know, and I realized that teachers were interested in doing it, but they weren't diving in because we're teachers. We're busy. We have very limited time as it is. And to go down that deep Google rabbit hole <laughs> to start figuring it out takes a lot of time that we just don't have. So I wanted to make it as easy as possible. So I started an online course. It is called The Podcasting Teacher. And I actually am very involved with my students who enroll and I help them and I guide them along the way. It's not just like an at your own pace course, like it's very hands on. We have weekly check ins, we are going to cheer each other on so that they can turn key their podcasts, you know, within a couple of weeks and not kind of sit on their back shelf for months and months while they get it together. Because teachers are also perfectionists and we don't like to do things unless they're perfect. And I really want to push them to get it going because if you wait until it's perfect, you'll never start. <laughs> that is 100% true. That is, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you're waiting for perfect, it, it will never happen. And so I like that you're pushing them along and kind of really helping them and being hands-on. Uh, a lot of people just tend to put courses out there and say, go at it. Maybe you get a check-in, maybe you don't. Is there anything that you plan to add to these courses later, or is it going to be strictly focused on podcasts, or do you plan to teach teachers how to put online courses out there, or you know some of those other aspects? Yeah, I definitely have some big plans for you know twenty twenty one. I definitely want to focus on the podcasting for now because once I've taught you how to start it, I want to also help you grow it. And that's going to be the next big piece of the puzzle that will happen later on this year is where I will be creating a membership for teachers who have gone through my course, where I guide them along what it's like to grow it and figure out all the different ways they can make it even stronger and, you know, getting great guests on and like all of the little details that like no one really talks about. Um, because, you know, we as teachers, we have like a natural instinct to help people along their journey. <laughs> it's just like ingrained in us. <laughs> so I don't want to just like put everyone out into the world and say, and you're on your own now, you know, I really want to help them along as they navigate it. Yeah. So uh, that actually brings up an interesting question. So I know some of the strategies and tactics in terms of, uh, you know, growing a podcast audience, does, is it different with teachers? Because, you know, like one of the tried and true methods is going on other people's podcasts will help you grow your own podcast audience. So are you encouraging teachers to go on other teachers podcasts or had, I'm just personally curious on if there's different growth strategy tactics for teacher podcasts? You know, no, in, in certain ways, you know, I think a lot of those tried and true methods are they work for a reason, right? People do them for a reason. And I think um, I want to provide all of those tips and tricks to the people in my membership. But I also want to make sure that I am gearing it to an audience of educators, because having an audience of educators is different. So when you're looking for podcasts to go on to, you know, there are aspects that you have to think about, or when you're approaching a teacher to be on their podcast, it's going to look a little bit differently than if you're going to someone who's not the person checking their email, you know, it's just a different conversation. Teachers really value relationships in, in a more authentic way, I would say. Um, and it's also, it's a bit of a smaller community. So I think networking in it is also really important. So by having 
a membership of teacher podcasters, I wanted to also be a network where we can go to each other to grow our podcasts as well. The more you talk about teachers, the more I'm realizing how much they really relate to entrepreneurs because really what they're doing is they're trying to impact people. And that's what most entrepreneurs are trying to do. Obviously, they may be different age groups, but um, you're trying to impact people. It's all about the community and the people that you surround yourself with are the ones that are really going to elevate you because I saw a lot of those parallels and it just so happens that you're also going down the entrepreneurial path, but it seems like it was a pretty natural evolution for you because you're already doing these sort of things just in a classroom. Definitely. I don't, honestly, if you had asked me a few years ago, if I thought this was going to be my path, I would have laughed. You know, I had a very similar mindset to many teachers. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get this degree and I'm going to get this job. And that's going to be the trajectory of my career. And, um, you know, I really stopped to reflect and I thought about what I really want and what would make me feel most fulfilled. And that's really what organically led me down this path. And, you know, being an entrepreneur is something I didn't think I was going to do because I never thought of myself as a very salesy person or, you know, or I thought I had to kind of give up this like idea of being a selfless teacher, you know, like this idea of teachers are here to serve. We're not here to make money. Um, and I had to struggle with that identity when I decided to become an, entre- an entrepreneur. And, you know, a lot of teachers also go down that same struggle with their identity. And, uh, you know, I want to help them realize that you can do both. You know, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's just a minor tweak of the mindset because really you're selling these kids on these concepts and, uh, you know, all these different things that you're teaching them. So in a way, you're already being salesy. It's just you're using a different playbook. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, if you've never tried telling, you know, a nine-year-old that fractions are cool, and if you've gotten them on your side, like, like you are a salesman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my daughter's in third grade right now, and uh, it was a big jump to multiplications and cursive and all these things this year. And she's like, man, I, I nailed down these other things last year. This is, this is new and different. And I don't know how much I like it. And, uh, you know, we've had to sell her on how great it is too. We keep talking, dancing around this aspect of mindset and saying the teachers up for that mindset. I think saying up for the students for that mindset later in their life that, Hey, it's not, you go to school, get this degree to get this degree, to get this job just opening their mind up a little bit to say there are other options. Yes, this is the traditional path. This is a path that's proven to be successful, but it's not always the path. Oh, definitely. I think it's, you know, I I think even now more people are aware that there's other paths because of the way the online space has just exploded. I mean, even as I'm talking to my stepson, he said, 17. So we're thinking about college, we're at that point. And, you know, we're having that conversation with him about what does he want to do? And he doesn't know, you know, but he's, he has access to so many different paths than I did when I was that age, because it's easily accessible on his phone. And he can see like people doing things that he might want to do. And I didn't have that same I didn't have that same like um, privilege, you know, I, I, I thought there was this you go to college, you become a teacher, Doctor, lawyer, those are your options. (laughs) So yeah, it's different. You just recently are launching this course. As we're recording, it hasn't 
hasn't closed out yet, but by the time uh, we publish this, you will have gone through your first course with people. Uh, what, as you're on the verge of this, what are your excitements, your emotions, things you're feeling on, you know, trying to make that impact? I'm feeling all of the emotions. <laughs> I think with any new journey, there's a learning curve. You don't know what it's like until you do it. So being in the middle of it, I've learned so much from it. And I've learned what are things that I want to continue doing? What are things I want to do differently? Um, my confidence has grown and my ability to like put myself out there. I'm usually a very private person. Honestly, like my own personal social media accounts are slim and bare. I am not a huge social media person and I've grown to really appreciate it for what it is and like growing my own teacher network with amazing people that I've met online in all over the world. Um, but as far as like launching this course, I'm excited to like, I'm excited when the doors close because I finally get to do what I've been working so hard and helping teachers start and launch their podcast. And I'm excited to see where they go more than anything else. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's that ripple effect of, like I mentioned earlier, you're helping the teachers, which will help the students, which will help, you know, more teachers and so on and so forth. It's really exciting to see you launching this because I, you know, I'm just, uh, uh, viewing from the outside and I'm like, this is really exciting. This is really cool. Like, I can't wait to see what, what she comes up with and how this affects people. And, you know, I'm going to have to obviously let, uh, other teachers in my network know about these sort of things, because this is, this is an exciting time for teaching, um, in launching this podcast of your own and launching this course, what was a challenge that you never expected to have happen? I think the biggest challenge has been overcoming my own fears. So like I have this huge fear of like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And then I don't do things, you know, and you know, I, I'm like, Oh, no one's going to read this email. So I don't send it or no one's going to read this post. So I don't post it or no one's going to watch my live. So I'm not going to go live. And, you know, obviously no one will because I've never done it. <laughs> So I think that's been my biggest challenge is just overcoming my own insecurities and putting myself out there um, as well as not being afraid to like tell people like what I'm doing and why they should join me in this journey. Because it's like, well, who am I to give you advice? Well, I've done it, you know, and even though I'm still pretty new at certain parts of it, I've taken that step that they haven't. So I am qualified to talk to them about this. And I just have to be, you know, being confident in that has been really hard, but I'm learning and I'm no. growing. <laughs> you, you, you basically could have, you know, just put your words in my mouth and that would have been exactly the same because, you know, we all have those feelings and it's like, oh, what if I go on IG live and nobody listens? Well, nobody listens if I don't go on IG live. So what's the difference you get, you get the practice and it's, it's hard to get around those things in your own head, but it's those things that you have to do. You have to get uncomfortable and put yourself out there and you're going to resonate with somebody. And one of these days you're going to get somebody who comes back to you and says, you know what? I really liked that. And you know what? I'm really glad that you're helping me. And, you know, I hope you've already gotten that, it, but you know, it's, it's been surprising for me with this podcast of people that I never thought would listen. You know, I had a neighbor come up to me that isn't entrepreneurial at all. And, um, 
came up to me like, I really like this episode. And I really liked that what this person said and how it compared to this episode. I'm like, you listen, like, <laughs> that's great. But <laughs> it, it's one of those things that you don't know who you're impacting. So you need to be out and put yourself out there and help other people because you will, it's just, you know, it's something that you bring unique to the equation that, um, that other people don't have. And so you just need to, you just need to get out there. I know you're doing great things already. So keep going, keep expanding, keep moving forward with all these ideas that you have. Yes. Yes, definitely. It's such a journey, you know, and I think it's just about, it's about the journey. It's not always about the destination, you know, like you might have like an image or a vision of what it's going to look like, but it could change, you know, I mean, look at where we are now. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think doing this podcast has affected your actual teaching within the classroom? Oh, I think it's changed me as an educator completely. Um, I've been able to meet other educators who are just as passionate and like-minded and it just motivates me to keep going, especially during how hard things are right now. And when I feel like that's it, I'm going to have to pack it up. I can't do this anymore. You know, I get re-energized when I reach out to my online teacher community to just like, not to vent, but just to get inspired. You know, it's like everyone's having a hard day and I need that reminder every once in a while because teaching is so isolating and we're in our rooms with our students all day and we forget to really like look at the big picture. So like that's been, that's been something for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. With with your, your class, you know, you can send them out to recess and whatnot and they can get, you know, the fresh air, but you're still stuck in the classroom working on the next thing. And so, yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I definitely understand the isolation aspect of that. And I don't envy that at all, even though as we sit here talking, I'm in a dark basement in my house. But (laughs) that said, I did get outside and go for a walk today outside because it's a great day. So yeah, I get it. (laughs) In order to get to my office, my office is in the garage. So I do have to leave the house to get to my office. (laughs) There you go. That that 30 seconds right there is uh, is all the sunlight you need, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, vitamin D all the way. Like, Well, very cool. Because this is the Hustle of the Day podcast, I typically ask my guests, what is your personal definition of the word hustle? Yeah, so I think we've like definitely like danced around it throughout this interview, but it's definitely about persevering, you know, and I think of persevering when I think of hustle instead of like hustling to the point where you burn out. Like, I don't believe in that. I don't believe that you have to work all the time because it's just not sustainable long term and for me the word hustle implies sustainability like you have to be able to keep going and when i think of my own hustle i think of the fact that i spent you know a couple hours here and there every week to get this going and i don't give up even when things don't look like they're changing or when it looks like i'm not making an impact i still am and there is a long term goal in mind which keeps me motivated to keep going and there's a thousand points where I could give up and not do this. This is a necessity for, for me in the sense that, you know, this is not going to impact my day tomorrow if I were to stop, but, but I do have a larger picture in mind. So it's definitely about persevering. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that you 
related hustle to the word sustainability because that isn't the way it normally is thought of, but the way you described it, I was like, yeah, absolutely. That makes a tremendous amount of sense because you can't just hustle for a little bit and then fall off. That's not hustling. Hustling is continually working on that thing. And so there is a sustainability aspect to that. So that's very cool. And, you know, you kind of touched on the fact of, you know, having that why, having that passion and that fulfillment is why you're doing this, even though it's not uh, revenue generating yet, that is, that will come with time with your course, like you're mentioning launching, but it gives you that fulfillment, not just a paycheck. Definitely. And I, I'm excited for the journey because I've, I know it will come because I am putting things in place to make this profitable because at the end of the day, like I am taking time away from my family and I am putting in my expertise and my experience into what I do. And I definitely still believe that teachers should be compensated for their hard work, but it's just about finding alternatives, you know, to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely support, uh, teachers and all they're doing and all the hard work that they have to put up with and all the changing regulations. And like you like we discussed earlier off camera, the no two districts seem to have the same model of what's what to do right now. And so that keeps everybody on their toes. And I definitely applaud you for sticking with it and finding new avenues during this time, rather than just sitting back and letting life happen to you. You're making life happen for you. Definitely. It's my attitude in life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, very cool. I don't want to take uh, too much of your time. So I want to give you an opportunity before I get to my last question, where can people best connect with you online? Yeah, definitely. So the best place to find me is on Instagram. I am at Brit with two T's Rincon. Um, as well as on Twitter, same handle. And then my website as well, which is brittanyrincon.com. On there, I have an outline of all of the services that I provide. So I have my course. I also have, um, if you already have a podcast and you're a teacher, I also provide like auditing services where I will help you give you some tips on a nice like one-on-one coaching style. And that's outlined on there as well. So this is the best places to find me. Awesome. I'll make sure to include links in the show description so people can just click on those. But the last question I want to ask you, personal or business, what is it that excites you about the future? Well, both. I, I think, honestly, I think the business is more exciting at the moment right now because it's still it's still forming. It's still creating its own identity in my life, but it's leading to so many amazing personal changes and personal growth that I'm excited for both. Like I, my confidence has soared, you know, as an individual, because I've taken this path in my life and I I have a great sense of pride in what I do and what I've accomplished. So I'm excited to see the business grow and I'm excited to see how I personally grow in reflection and how it mirrors one another. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. And I, I really appreciate the time that you took out of your day with your busy schedule. You know, and you've got two young kids, you've got, uh, you know, your stepson, like you mentioned earlier, you've got so much going on. And I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on the podcast with me. Uh, really excited to see where you go from here. I know I've gotten a ton of value out of this. So I know my audience has gotten value out of this. So I encourage you all to get out there and hustle the day. <laughs>